This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here, joined as always by my co-host Dylan Ray. And we have us with we have with us today from our very good partner Easton. We have Gary Cornum, their director of marketing. Gary, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, and so I understand your director of marketing not only for Easton but also for Delta McKenzie Targets. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And so we sell under for sure. Nice. I I don't think there's probably anyone who could potentially listen to this podcast that has not heard of Easton. I mean, if you have anything to do with bows at all, I I'm not sure if you could possibly Dylan, is there any way somebody could know about bows and not know about Easton? No. And in fact, when Easton came on board, that might've been the most excitement like our board has ever had. Like they were like, Oh snap, we got Easton. That's life's made, you know, like that's, yeah. that's all we need. And so, it, no, it was an exciting uh, partnership that that got um, created between us. And because, like you said, Easton's a powerhouse, man. You don't you don't talk bow hunting without that name coming up. Yeah, I, I remember back in the day, man. It was long, I remember my my bow hunting goals were to maybe someday be able to go from the Game Getter twos to the double X seventy five. Don't show that, your age, there, Jay. That, dude, I'm old. It's it's okay. You know what though? I'm old, still have all my hair. Hey, <laughs> listen, here's what happened. I saw a picture of myself. It was a top view and I saw a picture of myself and I was like, oh crap. Like it's time to, 
I was just going to buzz it. And so I buzzed it. Well, then my wife was like, Oh dude, you can really tell how thin it is now. Like now, <laughs> now it looks bad because it's so thin. So you just got to go for it. And I'm like, Dale, uh, you know, so kind of dig it. I, now all of a sudden I'm the young one. I like it. Yeah. You know, I, I really looked at the Pope and young staff and the Pope and young crowd. And I'm like, you know, we just need a bald guy. Like we, we got to have one in there. <laughs> okay. So it makes uh, your hair look better when you're around me. I absolutely. And I, I'll take whatever I can get in that department. So all, yeah, all my teeth and all my hair, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty lucky. So anyway, Gary, uh, enough about us and, uh, our, our bald friend here. Um, although in honor of Halloween, should, should we ask him to paint a jack-o'-lantern face on the top of his head? Just, I mean, as a corporate partner, do you think that would be cool? I don't think you can ever go wrong with that kind of hijinks. Okay. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. Next episode, the jack-o'-lantern. Um, so Gary, tell us um, about you. How, how long have you been with Easton and how'd you get started over there? Yeah. So I, uh, it's, it's hard for me to almost admit because it's gone so fast, but I started with Easton. It'll be, uh, it'll be 30 years in March. So, wow. Dang. That's awesome. So, yeah. I've got better part of 30 years under my belt. Um, and I got in here because, um, I was, I had a marketing degree and, um, but I also had this kind of, well, it, it was instilled to me from very young age with my dad taking me hunting and to be able to kind of marry my interest in marketing with being in the hunting industry um, was just kind of natural and something that, you know, you kind of seek after the things that you're interested in. Right. And so, um, as opportunities came up, um, and I heard about Easton, which is local to where I grew up, um, Okay. you know, hunting manufacturer. So I had a friend who, uh, a good friend from high school, whose brother was the, uh, director of sales at the time. And they had an opening and I heard about it. And, um, so I started here right out of college and, uh, it was, um, I would, my first job here was in marketing, the, the marketing area, but it was, it was really, uh, it was dealer, it was the dealer support line, they called it. So I was talking to dealers all day, every day. And then from there, I went to be a marketing coordinator and then marketing manager and then director of marketing. And I've been in that position for a better part of 20 years now. So Wow. Um, just kind of hammered my way through and I love working for Easton. Um, it's, and really, you know, it, it's a lot of guys jump around from brand, brand company to company or industry to industry, but, um, you know, we're, we're still family owned, uh, 2022 marks our hundred years. And, wow. Congratulations. That's incredible. You know, and, and to be on, to be on with Pope and young and all that really kind of goes all the way back to Easton's, you know, very roots because, uh, you know, Doug Easton, who founded the company in 1922, um, actually met Saxon Pope um, as a young man, as a teenager, while he was shooting a bow that he made himself. And it was just a, it was a, just a chance encounter um, at an archery range at, at a park in California that they both happened to be at. And um, Saxon Pope had a book that Doug had read previously and 
and he met meets this guy and Saxon Pope introduces himself. He said, where'd you learn how to make those bows you're shooting? And he said, I, I read a book by Saxon Pope and the guy that he's talking to said, well, that's interesting because I am Saxon Pope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's so, cool. And so if you can get your head around that and, and how, just how, uh, just random that was. Uh, but anyway, that's how the company got founded. And we've been owned, uh, we're in a third generation now with Greg Easton at the helm and, uh, to work for a family company that's been around that long. And, you know, and I, I look back and look at how fast it's gone. And I think, wow, I've been around for a third of our history. And, uh, but, uh, the development of our brands and, one thing I, I just, you know, you look back at modern archery and that those were the early days, you know, the, the brands that I think of are Hoyt and Bear and uh, East and that are really, really came up and grew up with the modern archery, uh, you know, where it, it all started about a hundred years ago, um, you know, and before that, you know, there was gun hunting and whatnot and archery was has always been around, but it really wasn't a sport until those early companies kind of emerged and, uh, you know, and, and really brought archery up to where it is today. And so it's fun and cool to work for one of those companies that have been around uh, since really the beginning of, of the sport that we have today. Absolutely. And you look so, at it and you're like, okay, I'm the marketing director for Easton. So, Clearly, I've done a great job because everybody has heard of us. But how do you continue to be the marketing director when you guys are are so prevalent out there? I would imagine that also comes with a lot of challenges to, to stay in the front. I mean, you know, especially in today's modern social media five-minute world, you know, somebody comes and goes and somebody comes and goes and to to not only be there, but to stay there has to be just crazy challenging yeah, and 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 what do we do and and the way i look at that is you just put your head down and work hard each day um and just focus on you know just the pieces um you know the brands we build the the you know the era the new eras that we introduce we just grind it out and then like you almost look back one of the one of the big uh brand first brands that i started building here was the axis arrows and um, and you just think of it, you know, you're just working hard on it. You're designing it. You're, you're working with engineering. You're, you're helping, you know, trying to get this thing off the ground and let people know features, benefits and develop that brand and, and get it at retail. And, and you don't really realize the big picture until you kind of look in the rearview mirror. You kind of go, well, wait a minute. We, we did a good job with that. We, we've been, we've been working on that. It's a great product. We've developed it into the market. We've established that brand, but if, it's like as you go through day to day, you don't really realize the the cumulative effort that you're putting into it because you're just so focused on the details that it goes from day to day. And then when you look in the rearview mirror, you say to yourself, "Hey, we did that," and and uh, and you know, and it, it's developed into something. So that's how that's how I roll. Is I just take it one day at a time. So you you mentioned the Axis, which is one of the best arrows ever made. Um, Jason, have you tried the? Uh, I'm leading into a question, but have you tried the Axis four millimeter long range, the new arrow that Easton came out with? What was that last year? Yeah, last Gary? year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you tried that arrow, Jason? I, I have not because oh. as we know, I get stuck in my ways. Oh, try it. And, you know, I, I still have a dozen uh, Axis that I still need to fledge. You know why I started shooting the, the Axis? And this, so this is go to the marketing guy. 
You, you know what first drew me to the axis? Some of our awesome marketing. I have no idea. It, it was it actually, yeah, it, it was. It yeah. was, I thought the uh, the crest, kind of that fish scale crest yeah. that you guys had on them. I'm like, yeah, dude, that, that's way cooler than the arrow I have. Those have to be better arrows. And the so best. I literally switched to them. And then like the <laughs> next year, oh, they don't have that anymore. And I'm like, what? how do you not have that? The best marketing I've ever seen in my entire life was the Fred Eichler commercials. Most interesting bow hunter in the world or whatever. Those, oh my gosh, those were incredibly funny. Um, but I asked that to say to ask this. The axis has evolved and changed, but overall, 30 years in the arrow industry, how how have arrows, how have you seen arrows themselves evolve and change? Oh, it's 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 just been huge. Uh when we uh when I when I started, carbon had just come on the scene, um, and Easton Easton's carbon uh, endeavors go back actually a decade earlier with products like the ACC and the ACE, uh, and it was which I think were kind of ahead of their time because the absolutely natural, the natural uh, you know extension of the aluminum arrow would have been to go to carbon and then to marry the two materials and uh mm. you know credit to jim easton who was running things at that time they actually kind of married the two materials with carbon and aluminum together and created those awesome products and we still make a lot of products that are the hybrids uh, a lot of people know them as our ac product and our fmj products but um which are just awesome but uh but so back then the main arrows were like the Super Slam, the XX75s, the Game Getters, like you mentioned. Uh, we had a we had a carbon line that had just been introduced when I showed up, and it was an all carbon. They used outserts. Uh, there was no internal components with carbon at that time. Um, and you know the bows, people were shooting a lot of overdraws and trying to get that speed, and and, and that was sort of the state of the industry when I started. Uh, you know, and, and really the compound bow back then was, you know, just maybe a couple decades old. And then, uh, so th this kind of 3d was just emerging, you know, that kind of thing as a, as a sport. Uh, so I've seen that go from, you know, that to the evolution of the carbon era, which has really, you know, dominated the market for the last 20 years, uh, with uh you know different types of all carbon and then hybrid arrows like we were talking about um as the mainstay in the hunting market with our with aluminum arrows being still very popular in the target world and and as a legacy product um that we still still actually produce quite a few of those as well uh, so it just you know then micro diameter hit inserts uh the micro diameter we started uh kicked that off at about 2003 so that's running up on it, just about 20 years old um, right now. And um, and then we've taken it to further levels, like you're talking about with like the four millimeter line um, most recently with um, some of those products, the long range, like you mentioned. Uh, and so I've actually, you know, I think about it and it's like, what can you do to an arrow shaft? It's a tube, right? And, you know, our engineering team is constantly thinking about it and it kind of blows me away what they've been able to do by you know, incrementally making improvements into the products that, you know, are straight of there today with like our four millimeter axis and FMJ line. So uh, who knows where the next step will be, but um, they constantly, 
continue to make improvements one way or another. See, I, I, uh, yeah, I remember when carbons first came out and I was like, Psh, that'll never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I may have, I may have misjudged that one just a smidge. Um, yeah, I used to shoot those 2219s because they were just, man, you could bounce them off of rocks and everything else. And they were, they were pretty tough, but it's, but I have officially switched. I am a, I'm a Carbonero guy now. It only took me a little bit longer than most. Yeah. I think speaking I might, of the, of I the super slam with, uh, with aluminum, just for old time's sake, I, I'm probably going to set myself up a set and just, uh, you know, take a, take a trip down memory road and, and uh, you know, set myself up with a set of XX75s and take them on a hunt. Why not? Right. Yeah. There you go. Speaking of the Super Slam, uh, don't forget, guys, we have our raffle going right now uh, with Chuck Adams and Liberty Ranch. And in December of 2023, we're going to send one hunter um, to hunt with Chuck Adams in Oklahoma for a week at Liberty Ranch, which is, which is an incredible world-class deer hunting outfit. Um, Easton's a longtime partner of Chuck's and uh, and and obviously of Pope and Young's. So make sure and go get in on that raffle. I will put the 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 link to the raffle so you can buy your tickets in the description of the episode. So just scroll down, click that link, and go get your raffle tickets to go hunt with Chuck Adams. Imagine hunting with how many chances do you get to hunt with a legend, the legend? I mean, I don't know who who you could put in his. I don't know who else would be up there. I mean, obviously Fred Bear, but Fred's not with us. But I mean, I, I'm not even sure who else would be in that that discussion. I mean, to to wrap your mind around, like, oh, <laughs> I, I can't. Three times, Jason, it's been verified now. Three times in one trip, he broke his own world record. How is that even yeah. possible? How I mean, most guys in their lifetime will never see a world record, much less hold the world uh, record, go on a hunt. Break it one morning and you're like, dude, I just broke my own world record. Shoot another one and say, dude, I just broke the world record I just broke. Then the next day, shoot a third one and say, dude, I just broke the world record that I just broke, that I just broke, that I just broke. Massively. They said, um, I don't know the exact verbiage on this, so don't scrutinize me if I'm wrong. But they said net inches, it's the most a world record's ever been broken. Dang. See, and it was, was just record. Yeah, and I was talking to Roy about that because I'm always looking, you know, I'm like, uh, let's do the announcement. And so can we announce the first world record is broken on Monday? And then like yeah. the second world record, like he broke it. <laughs> hey, Chuck Adams, you know, his world record shot on, you know, Monday has been verified as a world record. And then two days later, say, hey, congratulations, Chuck Adams. He broke his world record on Thursday. Yeah. And then. Oh, by the way, it's, congratulations, Chuck Adams. Three, four world records in a row. He broke a world record on Saturday, and it is the current holding. I, yeah, Roy said, I don't think we can do that, but I'm not sure, man. <laughs> what do you, Gary, you're a director of marketing. What do you think? Is that three separate world record announcements for Chuck? I, why not? I mean, it, when it's never been, it's probably never been done before. I can't imagine that it would have been. And, uh, oh, what a what a what a hook you know but uh chuck i mean what you know he's we were talking the other day and, and chuck's a long time eastern shooter as you as you all know but, oh yeah uh he said i've shot every animal that i've ever uh, he's got what over 200 entries in pope and young and mm -hmm. um and i don't know i mean the guy 
he'll get out there and spend days and days and days. I mean, he just talk about having bow hunting running through your blood vessels. I mean, that, that guy is just, he just loves it. And yeah, I can't remember how many years, I think it was some number over 50. He said, I've been bow hunting for 50, I think it's 50 years. And yeah, he said every single one of those with an Eastern arrow. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. So, it, that's... you know, it, it's, uh, it's great to have that kind of longevity and, and, and really, you know, I look at it and I'm like, we, we got to bring it every day to earn that right to, um, you know, to, to, to help people in fulfill their archery dreams. Right. And that's, that's what a cool, what a cool place to be where we're making a product that people look forward to using that want to buy because they they're so passionate about about archery you know it's like chuck is yeah. you know and so um yeah we love working with chuck and i call him a, a dear friend because um you know it's just it just we just we just kind of have the same dna and in, in, in our love for archery and um and and with easton and our company and it all kind of runs together well and there's yeah. so many legendary bow hunters that shoot easton i mean we just mentioned fred eichler i mean completed the super slam with easton arrows i mean just with a recurve. I mean, there's so many, and that's the arrow of choice. So that says something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, Chuck, Chuck, you know, he, he, he coined the super slam, you know, and, yeah, and, uh, you know, way back in the day thought about how cool it would be to go out and take every species with a bow, you know, just to think of that. And then, and then to go out and do it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's and you know, the, the thing about, thing about chuck is he's just such a nice guy like you talk to chuck and he's a nice guy and you know you just don't think about it and and you know somebody that has that much notoriety and that is that well known in not only the bow hunting world but the hunting world um it, you know it's it's just it's refreshing and it's great when people are the way you really hope they would be yeah. And uh I've I've got to talk to him a number of times and and it's uh it's pretty neat. It's one of those things where you know somebody like Chuck Adams calls on your cell phone. Yeah, I call my dad. Hey dad, what's going on? Oh, not much. I just got a phone with Chuck Adams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I don't do that often, but occasionally, just every once in a while I'll, I'll drop that. So well, it was it was Michael Waldell that said he was driving down the road in his pickup and across the screen of his truck it said chuck adams calling and he said i just started yelling everybody shut up yeah, Chuck's calling. yeah. shut up sit down and be quiet <laughs> he's like i'm yelling at grown men like <laughs> everybody be quiet chuck adams is calling me shut up yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's well maybe, you know what maybe we'll have to get together with because he did all that with his new bear bow yeah so maybe we'll have to get together with uh gary over at easton and the guys at bear and and do a uh a big gear rundown of four in a row four i uh world records in a row i i when you mentioned that i i can't imagine that's ever been done i'm sure people have broken their own world records but maybe four I times mean, even even breaking your own record is is crazy to think i mean well, to yeah. hold it and then break it but uh gary i think i've told you this but i've got a nephew whose name is easton He's my he's my first favorite nephew, and then I have a nephew that his name is Bear, and he's my second favorite <laughs> nephew. So, um, can you have you favorites? I do. Yeah, absolutely. I've got okay. my own favorite kids. All right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was allowed. Yeah, that's allowed. Um, you just can't tell them. Like I don't show All them right. the rankings, but I'll show everybody right. else. 
Okay. And yeah. just hope they don't listen to the show. Right. Yeah. 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 That's all right. We, yeah. I think we all have that. I don't have yeah. kids. So I have children. My children are my, my people, my, my staff and they're awesome. But yeah, I have favorites. It changes daily. <laughs> I used to be top eight in your staff list, but now I dropped yeah. out. You're hovering still right in the top eight. That's good. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned that name Easton and uh, you know, uh, we, I, I, I wear so a lot of times I have a shirt, you know, it's got the Easton logo on it and I'm driving down through central Utah. And I also want to mention that a lot of people know this, but you know, we're made, we're made, still made in USA. We have three facilities, uh, one in Iowa where we make the Delta targets and then our Indiana facility where we fletch, fletch Easton arrows. And then uh, here in Utah with um, the factory right here where I work, but I'm driving down through central Utah one day and I go into a gas station and they see that Easton logo on my, on my shirt the lady at the counter says, Hey, my son's name is Easton, you know? And, and so anyway, I, I, I noted that down and I, I sent her a whole bunch of swag with Easton, Easton logos. Hats. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I think a lot of those guys that do, uh, you know, it's a popular name. I think a lot of them are probably, you know, it's probably a nod to their passion for archery. I hate to say it, but my brother-in-law played college baseball. And so his was a nod to baseball, but I still take it. I still take it for archery. I'm well, like, dude, you, know, you named that, him after arrows. That Easton brand on baseball is an extension of our company. A lot of people know that. A lot of some maybe yeah. don't know, but that was uh, Jim Easton back in the day, branching out into other product lines. So it's all in the family. It's all good. That's, That's you cool. know, I was in an executive. I was a general manager's meeting. I don't know, twenty years ago, maybe maybe more. Maybe yeah, it was more. Anyway, I was in the room with I was in Dallas, Texas, and I'm in the room with a bunch of high-powered GMs from all across the country. And we were listening to a presentation about how to be legendary. They said, We we want to be legendary. We want to be the kind of company that People would, you know, like, like at the time, one of their examples was Harley Davidson. Like people tattoo that on their bodies. Like that's legendary. Same thing. Easton people name their children after the, you know, the arrow, you know, baseball bat companies. I mean, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty intense. And I mean, that's definitely legendary status. There's no question. When you're talking about, I mean, we're talking about how, how, prominent Easton is in archery and they're just as prominent in baseball. And that's mind blowing to think that an archery company can take over the baseball world. And, and I mean, not just exist in the baseball world, but take it over. Like that's crazy. Yeah. You know, you mentioned that and it's like, which, which one, you know, Gary, which one, if you had to say has, do you guys have a bigger influence in the archery community or in the baseball softball community, you know, they're both pretty ubiquitous. But I, I have to say that um, I think a reason for that uh, is, and I'll go back to Doug Easton again. Back in the 1920s, you know, he was making longbows and wood arrows back back when he started. And wood grain is not. I mean, you have to to shoot wood arrows properly. You have to kind of every wood grain is different. So you have to number your arrows and you kind of, you kind of have to clock them and know where they're going to hit. 
and, and then aim off. And that, that was frustrating for him. And so he innovated and then he came up with the aluminum arrow and then, and then later on carbon or aluminum carbon, like we mentioned earlier. But um, so innovation was, and, and coming up with better products became a, a theme and a, a part of, of what we do here early on in the company. Hmm. And our company culture still holds that. And so to innovate over onto the baseball side and some of those other areas with aluminum bats and, and to take that to new levels and new heights was kind of a very natural thing for this company because innovating and, and creating new and better products so that people, like I said before, can fulfill their their, their goals and dreams in the in these sports that they love. Um, it sort of runs, and it's still true today. You know, at the third generation, and and my thirty years here, it's it's you know just something that we think about pretty much every day. Is like, what can we do a little bit better? And I think that's why our our brands are so noted. If you're and if you're anywhere around archery, I'm sure you've heard of Easton. But as I as I you know, if I'm like I said, if I'm wearing an Easton logo shirt, a lot of people that you just run into might know the brand, but they know it for the team sports, baseball, and others. So, it, but it, it's it's all the same, and and it, it kind of the, the drivers are still the same for us as to what can we do to help folks have those heart pounding moments out at the field with our, you know, and that's really why we get up and do what we do. It's not, you know, it's like we love archery. We love those heart pounding moments, whether you're on the podium or whether you're in the tree stand, there's nothing like it. We, we experience that here. Our, our, our team does here and we want everyone to have those heart pounding moments. So it drives us to do what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. I mean, you think about it and, and we tend to focus on the archery side, but you mentioned that. And I think I still have somewhere in one of the shops, a uh, an Easton bat bag, so it's and that's been around for a while. That's probably older than some of my arrows. But um, well, now how about you, Gary? What's your uh, what's your fall look like? Have you have you been out chasing them much this year? Uh, not a lot. We did uh, let's see. We did a Florida hunt in August, uh, an elk hunt in September. Um, and then I've been hunting mule deer around here a little bit. And I've got my whitetail hunt. I've got, we, this is kind of when we, we, uh, we kick off our new year is November. So we're usually pretty tied up with our annual sales meetings and whatnot in October. So I deferred my whitetail pursuits until, uh, until after Thanksgiving. So I'll be headed down to Texas, but, um, I can't wait to get back out there and, uh, and, uh, get chasing them. But, uh, we've, we've just been, you know, we've just been going going full speed and, um, and, you know, trying to, trying to get the word out. I'm, I'm down a person right now. I'm looking for a new promotions manager. So, uh, if anybody out there knows anyone, uh, send them my way, we've got it posted on our website, but, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just keeping super busy this time of year and, uh, looking forward to getting back out and getting some hunts done. Nice. Well, when, when you, uh, when you connect down in Texas, make sure you send us over a picture and we'll get it up on our website. We, we like, it's, it's always great when our partners are sending us stuff and. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't and, get there enough. So hopefully I'll tip, tip over something good and we'll get it headed your way. Yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't have to be that good as Dylan and I both, you know, 
Well, you <laughs> know, my, my philosophy, I'm not really, a tro- I'm kind of like Fred Eichler. I'm not really a trophy hunter. If I have a tag in my pocket and the thing I have a tag for is, is 20 yards in front of me, I'm probably shooting. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really, and I love to eat game meat and, but I get such a thrill and such a kick out of taking something down with a bow and arrow that it, it really, for me, I'm, I'm just so happy to be able to do that. I don't really, and if I get lucky and choose something big, all the better, but you know, it's, I just, you know, for me, it's like if it's a doe or if it's a buck, whatever, you know, I'm just happy to be out there and I get, I yeah. get a You're in good company here, my friend. Great You're company. Good company. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to have, we need to start like a one. I don't know if it's a one inch club. Maybe it's a three inch club. If you miss it by three inches, then we're going to give, send you a t-shirt. And then that way I won't have to buy any t-shirts for the next year. You know, so I, I guess, uh, I talked, to Fred, I, I talked to Fred Eichler about something because he and I are, we're, we're sort of, we both have a screw loose. And I said, you know, <laughs> we, did the, we did the super slam, right? I said, what if, what if we did a skinhead slam where you go out and shoot one, <laughs> like you get, you get a doe or a you or whatever it is of this, of every species. And instead of, instead of going after the trophy and, and, you know, we were joking around, but, uh, he said, man, I'm, I'm almost there already. He said to me, so that's cool. Yeah. My dad, my dad likes to ask me, he says, Dylan, when are you going to shoot something big? And I said, well, dad, when the little ones quit walking out first, probably like, (laughs) well, we're, we're hunting together. He's actually, I've never got to hunt with my dad in Kansas. And I'm super excited because tomorrow morning, um, he's coming in tonight and tomorrow morning, I'm going to take him out and sit on my number one farm here in Kansas. And I'm like, dude, you're just going to be blown away. Uh, because he's in Arkansas in the, in the big country and thick woods in Arkansas, you don't get to see what you see here. And I'm like, dude, it's just going to be, it's going to be incredible. And, uh, and I said, and I will shoot whatever comes out just so you know. So like, don't like if, if a forky comes out, he's probably getting torched. And, uh, and, and so, uh, but I'm excited for it, man. Uh, we're going to have fun. Yeah. That's see, that's, that's Dylan and I's thing. We're like, how about a forky slam? Yeah. And we would own that. Yes. Own it. Yes. Can't touch this. No. That, yeah. That would, yeah. The forky slam that. That would uh, sign us up for that competition. <laughs> Who is the best shooter, not hunter? Who's the best shooter you've ever shot with? Oh wow! Um, it kind—I guess it kind of depends on the faculty, you know, that you're talking about. You know, we got Brady Ellison. I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of you probably are familiar with him, Olympic archer, um, and also an avid bow hunter, uh, and. Uh, you know, he's a great shooter. Fred, Fred Eichler with, with the recurve, you know, uh, gosh, shooting alongside him and, um, you know, and what he can do just in, instinctively always blows me away. You know, we'll go out and shoot at his place and, you know, he'll kick my butt every time. And I got my compound and my sights and everything. And um, just the way that that guy can instinctively know where that arrow is going to go is you know, and watching him shoot some of the shots he takes, um, and just knows he just like, he's so confident. Um, I have a lot of admiration for him as well, but yeah, there's just a lot of good archers that I'm, you know, that I, I work alongside and, uh, you know, being Eastern shooters that they are, um, sometimes I have to, again, almost step outside myself and go, wow, this is really cool. I can't believe yeah. 
I can't believe I know these guys um, and talk to them. And, and uh, you, you know, you get, you get, you get going and you get busy and then you have to almost have to step, step back a little bit and go, wow, this is really cool that the folks mm-hmm. I know that are, are so good at archery. You know, it's crazy. The reason I said not hunter is because some of the best hunters I've ever met, you know, have openly said, I suck at shooting. Like I have to get within 25 yards or I can't shoot them. And you, you hear about their crazy hunts that they're going on. And, uh, Dennis Dunn, he's like, I suck at shooting. Like I'm horrible. I'm a horrible shot. And, uh, I think he said it on this podcast and, um, but then you look at everything he's killed and you're just like, well, you're doing something right, so keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's two two different things, really. But uh, you know that you get these guys, uh, these these amazing target shooters that uh, I just they I really have a lot of admiration for them. But um, are able to not only make and execute the shots, but to hold together hold it together mentally to the point where they can win an Olympic medal or they can win you know a World Cup or whatever whatever it is they're shooting at. Uh, he com- combine those things together, uh, not only being a great archer, but then to be able to have those nerves of steel and um, have a lot of admiration for them. See, that's a, that's a neat perspective because for me, um, like when I'm shooting targets, I don't think, you know, I don't think of it in that avenue as in, you know, standing on a world stage, but it it's... Um, I view it as can you hold your composure together when all of a sudden you're at full draw for a minute and a half, that elk won't step out. And now all of a sudden you got brush crashing over here beside you. And you don't know if that's your elk that's supposed to be over here or not. Like that to me is, is holding composure. And uh, I don't think of it that way um, on the targets. I, I need to, I need to rethink that now is are the target shooters, Cause I know, you know, sometimes when you're around and not just an archery, but like, I remember back in the day, I go to the trap range and like the sporting clays guys were always fun to hang out with cause they're having fun. And then the trap guys were so serious about it that you're like, man, why would you do that? Cause it looks miserable and you're all cranky all the time. And so I like our archery <laughs> target shooters like that, or, or are they, you know, I'm sure there's all kinds, but what's your experience? My experience is they're pretty easy going, fun loving guys, you know, and, and, all right. and so I, yeah, I think, I mean, they get serious, they get up to the line, but uh, you know, it's, it's a really interesting sport in terms of just the connections that we make. And it's a, a sport that I think we all, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie in there, uh, a lot of connection that way. But, you know, I go to these bigger tournaments and, uh, so easy to talk to everybody. It's a small industry. We get to know each other from the different manufacturers to the shooters. You go out to 3Ds. feels like at some point you feel like you kind of know everybody in the industry. And, and that's pretty cool. And, and we're all we're all in it together. We're all friends and we're all, uh, you know, just trying to do our best. So um, I love those connections and, and being able to rub shoulders with, with uh, you know, bow hunters and, and target archers. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely neat. And when you're in the hunting industry, I think the perception from the general public is that, oh, all you do is, is travel around hunting and shooting and that. And I think you alluded to it earlier that 
yeah, the sales meeting still has to go on. <laughs> and then sometimes during the rut. So <laughs> yeah, and if we're not if we're not out there hunting, like maybe the perception is, um, they're probably right in that we're thinking about it every day. Yes. You know, and all day long. So uh, you know, it's like you sit down at your desk at work and you know, you're you're pretty much thinking about archery from the time you walk through the door to the time you leave and then even beyond that. So uh maybe not maybe not out in the field as much as everybody thinks, but certainly um surrounded by it all, yeah. all the time. That's, that's true. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I know we're coming back. D Dylan, do we have the dates for the Baku event in Utah? We don't, I think nope. it's, yeah, it may, I think we're going to be back. We did a, an event there last year, kind of kicked it off with our friends over at the Baku center that I believe Easton's one of the sponsors there as well. Yep. yep. And so yeah. when yeah, we are, and uh, I'll tell you what, if you come out here uh, for that, uh, schedule a little time and we'll give you a tour of the plant and the factory and show you where your arrows are made. I mean, oh, that'd be great. Absolutely. We, you know what? Let's, can we do a, any chance we do a podcast from there? Yeah, absolutely. That'd yeah. be cool. Yes. Yeah, we'll do All right. Yeah. Maybe do a little, uh, yeah, but uh, we get, uh, we, we take a lot of tours here and show people where their arrows are made and, uh, it's fascinating stuff. So yeah, if you, if you have, we have the opportunity uh, for sure, let me know and we'd be happy to get you in here. That'd you know be what's great. Really cool. You know, what's really cool is the incredible hunting um, manufacturer list that comes from Utah. Like there's a whole That's lot a of, of, of hunting uh, manufacturers in Utah. There really yeah. is. Uh, yeah. I drive up and down the interstate here you see the brands as you go by and I, I, you know, it's, it, it is, it's kind of, there's a lot of companies here. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's a great place to be for sure. Rocky mountains and the, you know, places to get outside. So I don't know if that's part of it or if it's just uh, more, more random chance, but we do have a, a pretty good contingence of a lot of good companies. So you, Utah kind of makes sense there. There's a huge, um, outdoor influence I'm, I'm in oregon and so portland has a ton of outdoor companies and that one just is kind of like it just doesn't make as much sense to me i mean i've always been a fan of oregon but my least favorite place in this state would be anywhere near portland so <laughs> it's uh it's the armpit of america oh it's bad you know and it used to be good you know we oregon used to be so wonderful and then Everybody moves in from out of state to Portland and tries to destroy everything that's good and wholesome and nice. But yeah, that one I was, you know, just, uh, I'm like, what, why Portland? But I, you know, I think a lot of those companies kind of like you guys, a lot of those companies are, you know, traditional, you know, loophole and Stevens Columbia Sportswear. a lot of those type of companies that have been around for a long time since probably back before Portland was, was what it is now. Yeah. But, uh, I know SIG optics just, just opened up a deal. Well, I just say, just opened it up. I think it's been like seven or eight years ago. They just opened something up there and a lot of the, I think Benchmade and Kershaw and, and a lot of knife companies are there. So it's uh we have that here too and it's nice to have locally so what uh what's on the top of your bucket list if you go chase one thing a would it be with the bow and arrow 
and B, what would it be? Boy, that's uh, that's hard to say because you know I was trying to think about next year. I thought, what do I, what do I want to go? Yeah, I guess I guess there's you know I have my bucket list and I have my favorites too. Um, you know, I really I really like to get a, a free range axis deer. Uh, that's on my bucket, probably the top of my bucket list. Absolutely, uh, I've seen them out. I've seen them out hunting Texas and whatnot, and. My experience with them is, you know, when they're out free range like that, and I've seen them in Hawaii too. I went bow hunted out there a few times, mm-hmm. um, and they are—they're just wired, and they're so beautiful. And so that's pretty high on my bucket list. But you know, Ooh, light I, bulb moment, Jason. Me and you have mm-hmm. an access hunt lined up with Blake. Let's tag in Easton. <laughs> we had a listener. You want to tell him the story? This is really cool. I, you know, I can't tell it again because I think I might have told it too many times. Anyways, long so. story short, Jason was at the Boone and Crockett um, convention, and this guy sits down. He's like, holy crap, dude, you're Jason Roundsville. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I listened to you on the podcast. And uh, so we had him on the show, and uh, turns out he's an outfitter in Texas, and he outfits free-range axis. And so we're like, dude, we've got to get down there. And so 2023 – um, we're tagging you in. You're coming to hunt Axis Deer in Texas with us. Yeah, with with Blake and Axis Archery. I'd put that on my. I'd put that down for sure because uh, I've seen there's so you know I've just never. I finally connected two years ago. I finally connected on a doe, and I was thrilled because Axis Deer meat is amazing. It's oh like, my gosh, yes. It's like you know you take every morsel. It's it's the best. It's the best. Wow. It's incredible. Beautiful. They're they're really cagey. They're they're just such a neat animal. So I, do you have one other person from Easton that would want to come hunt with you? Oh, I'm sure I would. <laughs> oh, it's time for a hunt wars, Jason. Hunt wars. It's time for a yeah. Pope corporate partner hunt wars. Is that what it is? Yeah. Remember All we right. wanted to do it with Baku and it just lines got crossed, never worked. So that's I'm make not it giving, happen. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Baku. I, I think we intimidated. The guys over there, I think yeah, David did for sure. I think Dave and Brian over there, are like, Ugh, you know, I think they wanted to come home with us, and they're like, "Oh, oh, you kill four keys? Never mind, we're out." No, I think <laughs> it's the other way. I think like, ah, I don't know if we want to go up against the Pope and Young guys. That's what it was. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, Dave, if you're listening, Brian, e- either one of the Brians, uh, if you're listening, you've been officially called out. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would be really fun. Let's make it happen. We'll go down and hunt with Blake, and and uh, we'll have a good week, a Pope and Young Easton week. That'd be awesome. Be on that for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it is so you know you bring that up, and it's so neat when you hear, and I'm sure you get it all the time because you're you know the director of marketing at a company everybody's heard of, and that's a nice thing. You know, in the bow hunting industry. There's some new folks, uh, surprisingly, that that aren't familiar with Pope and Young, but the folks that have been around definitely recognize, you know, our organization, and and uh, it's just neat. That always, every time somebody says something like that, it just it makes my day. It's like, oh, you're from the pod. I love the podcast, and I'm like, man, I'm the rest of the day. I'm beaming, and it's some yeah. some days you just need that. You just need to hear that. So. Now, Gary, one of the questions that we ask every guest on this show, there's, I don't think there's any way to get out of it, is when you find yourself, whether you're chasing axis deer in Hawaii or whitetails in Texas or elk 
up in the up in the mountains there. What is one non-traditional item that you find yourself taking along on every hunt? A non-traditional item that I take on every hunt. Uh, gosh, I'm going I'm going through my backpack in my brain right now. Um, I guess a microwave oven. Uh, what? I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I've got to know about this. But I get one. I'm like, dang. I'm like, that would be the, the I think the second largest answer. What's ever. the largest? Uh, yeah. Tiffany Lukoski. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and it's, uh, but I'm sure it'd be close. It's, it's That's kind of a loaded question, but I'm trying to, I mean, I'm going through my, I'm going through my, uh, my backpack and everything seems to, you know, everything seems to be essential equipment, but, um, like I'm trying to think, do I have any lucky charms or anything like that in there that, you know, I'm, I'm like a rabbit's foot or something like that, uh, that I keep in there. But, um, you know, it's probably, you know, I do, I guess maybe what I would say is I keep a, I keep a tag from my, a filled tag from my last successful hunt. Um, okay. And so that's good mojo. Uh, and I don't know if it's just cause I started forgetting, I have a special pocket in my backpack where I keep my license. So I always know where it's at. And, um, I started putting my tag back in there when my hunt was over, uh, after it's been notched and everything. And, uh, I think that's maybe kind of a, like a, you know, just kind of a little bit of a lucky charm that I keep in there. Very cool. Nice. So maybe that's, that, maybe that's the item. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got one more question for him. That's going to be difficult to answer. All right. Favorite Easton arrow ever made. Oh, wow. Let's see. Ever. Uh, my favorite. Easy, easy answer. Uh, uh, let's see it, during my tenure or all time, all time ever made all time. Well, I have to say, You know, I really like. You know, I'll I'll, I'll say I'll say the Axis Trad that is under my tenure. Um, it's a beautiful arrow. You get it fletched with bar feathers, um, and it has that wood look. What I like about it is, it when we designed that arrow originally, I was working with Fred, and um, and I what I did is I had um, Fred Eichler and I were talking about it and. We went back to one of the original Doug Easton wood arrows and looked at how he crested it. And then I brought some of the colors and designs onto that Axis carbon arrow with the wood grain that Doug Easton had originally put on those wood arrows that he made back in the 1920s. And so you're holding it up right now. That's exactly, I couldn't have I segued this any better. That's the the maroon and the yellow there oh, it's gorgeous. Some of the colors that Doug had used originally. And it just looks so beautiful when it's all fleshed up like you're holding there. And uh gorgeous. So, you know, I, it's kind of a marriage between the old and the new. You know, it's a modern carbon arrow, but it's uh you know it's it's got it harkens back to the origins of 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 Easton at the beginning. And uh and and really that arrow uh, we are actually have a brand new product that's that's an update of the one you're holding there it's called the carbon legacy that the axis strat is going away and uh, fred eichler's name is on the new one 
and um, it's replacing that one. And I think it's even more beautiful than the one you're holding. Hmm. I uh, cool. I'm a little bitter though because these are 500 spine, and I upped my broadhead weight, and now a 500 spine doesn't work for my recurve anymore. So I'm a little bitter. We'll get you. Uh, we'll get you a new set of probably what 400s, and um, yeah. And uh, in the new legacy, and I think you're going to really like them. So, and I'll shoot them out of the new Fred Eichler Signature Series recurve from Bear. Yeah, it's that bow. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm gonna have to check my UPS guy. He hasn't been by here lately with any of that stuff. Jason, like, you you've been asking me what recurve do you need? <laughs> this is the one. Me, I've been asking you for two years. Dude, the Fred Eichler Signature Series that was just uh, released. Fred Eichler designed it. He worked on it. Oh, it's a, can I say sexy? It's a sexy bow. I thought you were grabbing one. I was gonna be I, really jealous. I thought, I thought he was going to pull I did one too. out. I was like, on dude, camera. come on now. Oh, this is I was like, going to be jealous. You're pulling out arrows. He's pulling out bows. I yeah. I think your UPS guy's an archer. You know, yeah. He's that stuff. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, no, that's, I've been looking. Um, we're even at a couple shows and he's like, ah, that would work for you. And let me see and, if I can pull uh, it up. I, I, I mean, have I sent you a picture of it yet, Jason? I don't know if you have. I don't recall that one. So, yeah, it's uh, I, my favorite Easton Arrow. I shoot the uh, the Axis now, and I really like those. They've they've done done good things for me. And you know what? They're they're tough arrows. I have sent those things through deer, through elk, through antelope, and I. I mean, I've got some that you pick them up. If you wiped them off, you could use them again. And I don't, not that I couldn't, just that uh, I just haven't done it. And uh, that is, that's a pretty nice looking bow. Yeah. I even like that. Just, you know, Christmas is coming up. I, I kind of like the tan color, Dylan. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody does. Yeah. So, but I, so I shit the axis now, but I'll tell you what, my favorite of all time, just because it was so at the time, it was such a big deal to me. I, it's Matt's the, uh, game getter twos and, uh, in that kind of that Brown camo and 32 inch, 22, 19s had them. I don't even remember the name of the place I heard from, but I got them and, and, uh, you know, it had to be this. PSE pro fletch two green and a black and like everything was, was all the same. And, and, uh, man, I, God, I'd shoot those things and buddy of mine worked at a dairy. And so while he was working, I just go around shooting kind of everything at the dairy other than the cows. And, uh, you know, wow, that those were, uh, those are some good times. So my well, favorite, I'll, my favorite has to be that, the, four millimeter axis. oh is it so you're yeah. changing up to the new stuff you, you uh, you've got to try one jason it's the All most right. accurate arrow i mean god it's a stinking good shooting arrow they fly see, like darts yeah see that would make me feel worse because i'm probably not the greatest target shooter in the they'll world they'll make you better they'll will make they? you better yeah better than my axis yeah yeah they will you know, one, one thing, as you guys bring up all these arrows that I'm thinking about is that uh, if you look at Easton and what we make, we make we make an arrow for really any archer from a small beginner. We have tiny little, you know, tiny little arrows and light spines. 
all the way up through, you know, some of the long range stuff you're talking about. Um, but they're all good. It's like, you know, I have a hard time putting our, our catalogs and websites together because it's like, what should I shoot? And I'm just like, man, it's like, it's so hard to choose because, yeah, you know, even a game getter, you're talking about it. They were, you know, how many animals were taken down with those things, you know, and yeah, uh, to, to the new axis long range and FMJ long range and, you know, some of that stuff. And, uh, micro four millimeter diameters and it's like it's hard to choose but you know it's it's one thing that we really hold you know in high importance is that we you know we want to have an arrow for everybody so well it's, it's, a, it's your constant innovation yeah. it's what's yeah. what could potentially be be next and my you know my brain just doesn't doesn't hardly you know i mean i i like seeing what's next but i also tend to get in the groove you know i mean the the shotgun that i lean on you know my workhorse is from i think 1996 was its manufacture date and that poor thing's been worn out for a decade but i just you know squirt a little wd-40 in there and that benelli just keeps hammering and and same thing with with uh you know i see when i see new arrows i'm like it's not that i don't want to try them it's just that i think my mentality is I've, I've got it good like really good right now that i'm almost scared to try it even though it might be better like like dylan's saying it might be better it might be make me a better shot but i'm scared of go i'm i'm so scared of going backwards that i don't take the step forward on some of the equipment stuff yeah, and you so. know, one thing I think you're you're kind of alluding to, and I've I've noticed this to be true, is that when we're confident in our in our equipment and in ourselves, we make a better shot. Yeah, hundred percent. Whatever it is that you you can use to build your confidence, I think is far more important. Um, and if that means you you know utilizing equipment that you're familiar with and you've you've had good experience with that's hugely important. So I think, I think you bring up a great point. Yeah. It's um, and I've got buddies that they just, whatever the newest thing is, they want to go jump on that. And they're like, Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen it? And I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. They're like, Oh, I just switched to this. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm still, I, I still got two dozen of these ready to go. So it's, and maybe that's part of it is I've always just got enough back stock that you know i'm rolling that that i i never want to make a switch because if you start changing you know if you all of a sudden you change your arrow and your broadhead and everything else man it's that's uh that's an investment you don't want to make too often so the worst thing the worst thing that anyone ever told me came from fred eichler and he's it was when i started shooting a recurve and you know he was helping me through that and and he said you need to switch to shooting left-handed you need to get a left-handed bow and start shooting it. And I said, okay, I'm willing to do that. I'm starting something new. You know, might as well start that new as well. And, uh, and then he said, well, if you're going to do it with your, like, if you're going to still hunt with a compound, you have to switch everything to left-handed. You can't hunt left-handed with a recurve and then right-handed with a compound. You just, you need to switch everything. And I'm like, then I started looking around. I'm like, well, dude, I have five right-handed compounds and 20 sites and however. And I'm like, Man, that sucks to just start changing everything from right handed to left handed. And I just that was really what held me back. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't now. Why can't did he it. say that? Are you left eye dominant? Left eye dominant, yep. So you should have been doing that from the beginning. 
I should have. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until, you know, I didn't learn that until I was probably, um, you know, and, and just coming out of college and starting to really take shooting seriously. And, and, and that's when I learned that. And I'm like, man, now it's such a big undertaking and, you know, switching over all of your stuff. And I mean, everything from the ground up, you know, guns, See, that's, bows. that's shooting one-on-one, man. The very first yeah. thing you do, get somebody the range, you give them the safety talk. And the next thing you do is find out which eye is dominant. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know, you know, back in the day, I was just right-handed. I, it was, I don't know that we ever checked. Um, right. But now that's the first when I get a new new shooter out there, whether it's you know bows or or handgun shot, whatever it is, that's the first thing I check. And it's weird when you get somebody who's you know right handed, left eye dominant. It takes them a while to to figure it out because everything's so different. I mean, I've tried shooting left handed, and it's like it's it's hinky. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's very important. So I figured it was easier to just close my, my left eye and just keep shooting right-handed than change everything over. Yeah. See, yeah, you close one eye and you still probably see better than me with both eyes open. I've always been blind. So, well, and that's what one bow, actually, I got to tune, um, I, I pulled it way out of, of center shot on my recurve and, and I could shoot with my left eye and it was hitting you know, because I pulled that arrow so far out that it was over my left eye. Um, and so, and the bow tuned great and that that's what I shot, but, um, so yeah. Yeah. That's uh, are you, are you righty or lefty Gary? Oh, I'm a righty. Yeah. 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 That's good. Makes it easier a little bit to find what you need, but, uh, yeah. So so what we want to drop now is what is a top shooting tip from Easton? What what would you like to drop on us for our listeners today? Wow, you're asking the wrong guy because I'm like, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that loves bow hunting, but I'm not, you know, I'm not that shooter. However, I think it just harkens back to really we just mentioned it. It's confidence. Um, yeah, you know that I just I've missed shots bow hunting. And, um, it was, I was shooting the wrong broadhead that I wasn't sure it was going to group or, you know, whatever it might've been. And I, and I pulled that bow back and I'm like, well, I hope this goes where I want it to. That's not the feeling you want and when you're about does, to, right. It never does. So my, my only advice from a guy that's not a great shooter, but loves to bow hunt is do whatever it is that you can to be confident in your equipment, but also be confident in you. And those two things go hand in hand. Um, you know, practice, practice as much as you need to, but when you get out in the field, uh, and you, you know, you got that, whatever it is in front of you, if you're confident in what you're going to do and you, and you, you, when you're confident, you go, I know where this arrow's going, you'll make a great shot. You yeah. just do. And if you're not, boy, that can really throw you off real quick. So that would be, uh, that'd be my best advice. Yeah. No, I like that. It's kind of like, yeah, there's certain times you just draw back and you're like, mm, I wonder how far this one's going to go. Yeah. And you just, you know, I mean, you know, that animals, you know, going home with you. It's just a matter of how far they go before it's down. And yeah. it's, there's something nice about that mm. for sure. So, well, Gary, I'll tell you what, I want to thank you for coming on with this. Um, congratulations on a hundred years 
at, at Easton, congratulations to you for 30 years over there. That's, that's fantastic. Um, we really appreciate what you do for the industry, for all the industries. And uh, thanks. Thanks for being a corporate partner. I mean, that's part of what makes our conservation work and, and what we do to preserve, promote and protect bow hunting. We can't do it alone. We have to have our members and our partners. And uh, so we appreciate you being there with us. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on and uh, it's been a real pleasure. And, you know, it, like I said, if you, if we want to do it again, or if you want to come out here, uh, we're here. So just let us know, but I, I want to express my appreciation for just uh, spending a few minutes with you here today. Absolutely. Sounds like we're doing a podcast in Texas. Yeah. Ooh. Texas, <laughs> man, Utah and Texas. I'll, uh, I'll get it on the calendar today. That's for sure. Absolutely. Why, why we're sitting over a bunch of axis backstraps. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. You know what? I can't cook to save my life, but man, I can eat. So yeah, there you go. And I can't, all of a sudden I can't wait to try some axis deer. I don't Every know chef I, has to have an eater. I don't know that I've ever had that, but I'm ready. I've tried oh, a lot dude. of cool stuff, but I don't think I've ever tried axis deer. You're so I'm ready. You're in for a treat. Nice. Well, Gary, once again, thanks a bunch. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, look forward to talking again soon. Thank you very much.